Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline, a podcast where we recap Dateline episodes. There we go. Um, We're off to a good start again. (laughs) Tonight is a twofer. Uh-huh. It is the first episode was called Simply Diabolical, and it was a not a repeat, but a kind of a repeat with a little bit of new things from our old friend Michelle Babes with Coffee, who went to prison for 88 days and it ruined her whole life. Was the original episode just called Diabolical, right? It was, It's probably our most referenced and most talked about episode is Diabolical. Yeah, I really hate Michelle. And that's also, I believe, the episode where we came up with Dennis is Enough. Yes, maybe. So th- I mean, that was di- the episode he didn't know, didn't seem to know what di- diabolical meant. Also, if I remember correctly, I was recording alone in a creepy hotel room in Stockton, remember? And we thought I was going to get murdered. Ooh. And I was alone in this very strange La Quinta. Interesting. It was. It was the diabolical episode. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing really that new in this episode, but I had forgotten, I had not forgotten how annoying Michelle was, but I'd forgotten why. It was not just the crying, and she reminded me of all of those things. Hmm. It was how proud she was ruining the curve in school. Ah. It was, they point out that she drives a Jetta. Oh, yes. I love that they threw in. Although, um, our Twitter follower, BuffyWatcher23, who's very sweet and said an early happy birthday to my mom. She drives oh. a Jetta, and now she's very embarrassed. I have to blow. She just blew my cover. I was gonna wish Joni uh, a happy birthday. I was gonna. They're wish calling. Your mom do you hear point. Hamilton? It's my <gasps> mom. Calling they're calling right, right now. now. Let's put her on. Put her on the podcast. Get pick it up. Okay. Hello, honey. Hi, sweetie. I'm home. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Joni. Did you hear me? Thank you. Okay. How are you? She can't hear you. I know she Wait, can't. Tell what? her that we're recording right now. Is Katie there? Yeah, we're recording the podcast Happy right birthday! Oh, have fun. Happy okay, birthday! Well, she's saying happy birthday to you. Thank you, Dolly. And how are you? I loved your comment that I asked you how you are. It's almost as much as I asked Kimberly. Ah! Uh, <laughs> it makes you me feel so her. good. <laughs> it makes her feel so good, she said. Oh, well, I love her like a daughter. Oh, thank you. I love you like a mommy. She She said she loves you like a mommy, which is nicer than I have ever been to you. Oh. I didn't say that last part. As long as she takes care of you, I'm I'm good. Yes. She she don't take care of me. I take care of you. I'm an adult. Whatever. Um, Wait, say something else to the people, though. Hi, everybody. I want to thank the listener that said happy birthday to me. That was very sweet. We were just talking um, about her. She, what? She drives a Jetta. We were just talking about her. She drives a Jetta. Yeah, what, what do you think about that? I think it's wonderful, although I don't know too much about a Jetta. I wonder if the fuel is um, good on it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we I don't, don't know, know either. We don't know. I'm sure I it's good. Tell them about aerial yoga. So Kimberly said after we went to see um, The Greatest Showman and... Showman. Um, showman, Cirque du Soleil, that out of the blue, she said, Mom, you you need to try that. You need to try that. You got aerial yoga. You just Google it. Got to try it. After seeing all these fantastic acts high above the ground. So I did it. She was pretty amazed that I really did it because she said, well, people say they're going to do stuff all the time. They don't do it. I know, and but I you, said, well, you actually amazing. signed up. And you're how old? 71. 71. 
That's amazing but I found and inspiring. Five year old teacher that teaches it. But as I was flipped over, elevated from the ground, I'm thinking, God, I wish Kimberly were here to see me. She really am doing this. I can't believe it. It's killing me, but I'm doing it. But she, you had fun. you had the instructor take a picture and text it to me. And, yes, and I knew you'd be shocked, probably. It was it was a, it was a lot of fun. Okay, well, say say goodbye to well, everyone. Ha- happy birthday, Joni. Love you. Katie's saying happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Love. Okay, Love you. bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that was... Your mom is a national treasure. <laughs> she is. Okay. I'm just going to say that right now. So that was the shortest phone call I've ever had with her. I really need to always say I'm doing the podcast. Um. So Michelle... get. Let's get back to Michelle. Yeah. Michelle... Says she doesn't have a strong personality. Yeah, that was the one. Who I knew says you, that? That was the one that made you crazy in the first recording. It made me crazy too. I don't. Okay, but upon revisiting Diabolical, also, did you not feel like when you were watching it that it was all, you know, how with sometimes you listen to a podcast and it flips into accidentally one point five speed. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I've done that. I've hit the button yeah. and it goes. Bah, 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 bah. That's how I felt like Diabolical was running because they were trying to fit in the extra stuff. Yes. And so they were instead of cutting enough, they were cutting it weird, weird parts. parts. Yeah. yeah. And then they were also pl- Dennis was a lot faster. Well, they did put in. I'm so glad they left in the part where he said Diabolical. Oh yeah. How'd you come up with that word? They did that for us. What did you mean by that word? That was for it you. Literally and me. says both of those. Yeah. Do you not know what it means, Dennis? I hope you know now. He does. Um, I'm glad they kept it in. Yeah, she says, I don't have a strong personality, A, and B, it's almost better for me not to be in a relationship than to be then in a bad be, yeah, one. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's unique, Michelle. Like every other person. Well, I don't think, I think that whole chunk that she said that, she probably watches it and goes... <sighs> No, I don't think she knows because she started Babes with Coffee. She doesn't know how annoying she is. I really think she doesn't know. And then I forgot how did crazy find, she... Did what? you find her that annoying in this Yes, second? and not just me. Everyone. Yeah. I found her less annoying because they cut out a lot of her because they made room for the whole stuff about the fake cancer. But I did still feel 100% like she was annoying. No, she is then definitely, I, yeah. I, her emails were so crazy. All contracts are made under God's authority, have the yep. deed to the condo, a.k.a. Earth. Yep, I wrote that down, too. Yeah, the condo, a.k.a. Earth. I want to see, that, I need Lilith. a transcript of that entire thing. Yes, I want to read about Lilith. I want to read about hiding behind the laws of man. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't. There the only s- parts they added were Angela fake cancer, mm-hmm. which we had known about in the first episode but they actually showed us the sting operation her friends did the intervention the intervention that was crazy that's what i mean it was she was wearing this horrible blonde wig with the pink ribbon and they she walks in and they just go you don't have cancer and angela was like yes i do no you don't but then for some reason it's she was you would just leave if all your friends were accusing you of not having cancer she sits down and joins them and then they're screaming at her where's your port show us your port because they yeah, wanted that to was see really bad her chemo port and then they chase her down in the parking lot and the camera's all like in her face show us your port show us your port you is it, lying so is like, it, it from a show or is that no not- that was them filming on their phones wow 
Why would you film that? Well, I guess I would, maybe I would film it. Now you, nowadays, film anything crazy. You can yeah. get famous. That was really bad, though. That was oh, really, it made my stomach hurt a disgusting. lot. Yeah, it's, she's, she's a horrible, that's why I think horrible. I wasn't as annoyed with Michelle this go around, because they focused so much on Angela that I was like, oh, right. Angela is a piece of work. Michelle right. is a little off. There's something that the Holy Trinity emails, there's something. Isn't there a possibility that both of them are a piece of work and that this guy is a magnet for pieces of work? Yes, absolutely. But I think that Angela's level of diabolicalness is higher. (laughs) Higher than Michelle's annoyingness. By a thousand because Michelle just is a little... You could just almost see her like ticking her head and then her brain flips over and she's someone else. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I looked up who Lilith was, if you want to know. Well, what, didn't we talk about this last time? Because I had thought Lilith was a good lady in Judaism, but then I found no, out she wasn't a good lady. Well, right? I think she is a good lady in Judaism. I looked up some of the Judaism stuff, too. She's different. But no, she's a she's a night night monster. Did we talk so, about that? So Lilith Fair, I'm assuming, is named after the good one. Because Melissa, Melissa Etheridge and they wanted to name it after the good people, right? Well, there's some sort of Lilith that's like a sex goddess. So I think what happened is Lilith has been reappropriated into sort of a a sex goddessy lady of the night in a good way. Instead of Night Monster, who's a sexual, what they call her, a sexual wanton. She steals babies. Did we talk? Oh, <laughs> she's that's also she's known for stealing babies. Oh. And she has like sexual. She uses her sexual prowess to ensnare people and steal their babies. Apparently, um, but I think wow. now Lilith is good, and I think that's from Judaism. Yay, Jews! Yeah, we go did Jews! It. You did it. So that's all. We flipped the script. My OMG moment from the episode mm-hmm. was the defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. of Angela ran a comb through her hair and took off those Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. Do you remember before she looked like a Kathy cartoon? Her hair was all over the place. Her bag was slipping off her shoulder. Her glasses oh, were so far down yes, on her yes, nose. Yes. She could never push them up. They were going to fall off her face. She was windswept even indoors. I remember. She was a hot mess like you would never trust her to represent you in court because she was just all askew. It was like you took everything on her body, head, all the way down to her feet and moved it several inches to one side. I remember. I remember. I'd forgotten about that. But in this episode, she put in contacts. Oh, yeah. And she combed that hair. It, nothing was falling off of her, and no. she—I was like, "Good for her." She looked like she a San, saw what she looked, she looked like. like a San Diego attorney. That's what. Yes. You, yeah, she looks. She looked. Right. She probably saw that episode and was mortified. Well, she's gonna be prepared to be mortified again because I am gonna do a side by side on Instagram. That's not kind. No, it'll be like a before and after. A good for you. I mean, mm. I'm again. I look like her every day, but I'm not going on national TV or in court. Sure. Defending someone's life. Yeah, you're not going on Dateline. Um, no. I just want to point out that literally everything you mentioned about Michelle that you'd forgotten yeah. about, I wrote down. I have okay. Kid Who Ruined the Curve, yeah. Jetta. I, I did also write Condo in Anaheim because I don't know why I wanted to remind myself. 
not a strong personality, contract under God's authority, condo, a.k.a. Earth, Lilith. <laughs> can you see where Lilith is written here? All in capitals with So arrows. basically only one of us needs to host this show. I'm just, yeah. We're becoming the same person. We're going to be like those people that turn into their dogs that start to look like what their dogs look like, except we're going to look like each other. Oh, my God. It's good. Even though everyone, when I posted our our childhood pictures, yeah. many people thought we were the same person. Which I find insulting because mine was a professional ad campaign. And I am covered in- I was in, a model, people. I, I was covered in candy. <laughs> Are you writing it down? Yep. Oh, I got to add- your notes to our Patreon page. Nope. I think that's going to be something very oh, special you just that our blew the lid off. will get. You just blew the lid off. Do you want to announce? We've mentioned it before. But, but let's, let's mention announce. it again. Let's do it. Our Patreon page is finally coming to light by the time yep. this episode is released. Maybe at the same time. Maybe we'll yeah, release maybe the episode at the same... Maybe we'll both push the button at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe our hands will touch one over another and we'll... So then what will... What happens like, if our like hands touch? Like we're cutting touch? a piece of cake? You know what's sad is that when I thought that when our hands touched that we would both be dis- we would both disappear and be transported into some other more like Evie on the time. Oh. When she, she touches froze. her fingers. Yeah, yeah what's mm-hmm. what shows up? Out of this world. I would think more would be like a freaky Friday. Oh, that we switch places. Yeah. Like we switch bodies. <gasps> You'd have so many cats. <laughs> so it would be like face cats. off. It would be like face off when Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Oh, I don't like the cats. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want your life. No, I don't want you. I don't want even my own life. I don't know your life. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. Can we tell that KFC story one time on a Patreon, maybe? Maybe on a Patreon. We have a couple good stories that we'll save for our upcoming Patreon that are really good. Did I say Diabiblical as the alternative title for... No, but that's really good. No, I think I did for the first time around. Diabiblical was my thing. Did I say... Did I try to come up with a pun for Dennis inside Diabolical? It will happen. I'm trying to morph them together into one thing. Diadenisical. Yeah. See? Dennis. It takes a minute. Denabobical. Denabob. No, stop it. That's not. You're just making, you're putting extra syllables. Okay. Um. So should we talk about the the real episode that we were going to recap? Which is called? Deadly Circumstances, which again could apply to literally any Dateline episode when someone dies. Whenever anyone dies, the circumstances were deadly. It was a deadly circumstance because someone died. Do you think that if there was ever a disgruntled Dateline employee, that maybe they would update the website and they would say deadly circumcision? <laughs> they would just say, drop the mic. I'm out. Forget you, NBC. <laughs> I don't think that's a good enough F you. No. But maybe they're a nerd like me. And they really think they... They'd have to be a huge nerd. They got it to him. They stuck it to the man. No. Okay. Sorry. No. I do like when social media people for companies go rogue for like a second right before they get fired yeah it is really good okay. yeah like i work for papa john's our pe- pizza sucks i'm out yeah papa john's i don't know papa john's does suck they well they're supposed well they do now right because he's a he's not great papa oh, john. i just thought they they suck taste wise no pa- excuse me over who? Over anyone else. Pizza you think Hut? Pizza Hut it's and Domino's taste better than Papa John's? 
I don't know about Domino's, but Pizza Hut, a thousand times yes. No, I love you've Pizza lost. Hut. You've lost your mind. I love Pizza Hut. I had so Pizza good. Hut the other day, and it was so disgusting and disappointing. Pizza Butt. Okay, that's dumb, and you're wrong, and you're ordering the wrong things. You need to go thin crust. It's delicious. I could order one right thin now. Thin crust. What's yeah. the point of even ordering a pizza? The cheese. You order extra cheese. You say extra cheese, thin crust. Maybe sometimes, or just regular. We're cheese. gonna okay. We're gonna have a taste off this week because I don't. I don't want to argue about this because you're wrong. But P- Papa John's is terrible. Do a tw- Twitter poll. Okay. Um, deadly circumstances. I'm gonna have to do a Twitter poll about Taco Bell and Del Taco though. That one might set the Twitter verse on fire though. I feel like that's gonna be really controversial. Yeah, why would you do that? Just people let people are like live. Ride or die for their yeah. So let them live and have have their okay. whatever they like. Don't don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be a divider. I want to. We don't want to start together. the fire. No. It's been always burning since the world's been turning. Yeah, deadly circumstances, <laughs> season twenty six, episode twenty seven, aired on four twenty. Oh yeah, that's not what you'd say for four twenty. You'd be like, oh yeah, bro, yeah. I don't. Who are you thinking about? Are you trying to think of like Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused? What are you trying to do? Yeah, I keep getting older. These girls stay the same age. That sounded exactly like him. It was a perfect. Are you being rude? (laughs) Are you being serious? I kind of thought you were being serious. You weren't, were you? Damn it. Okay. Hosted by Queen Andrea, Knoxville, Tennessee. We get right off the bat. This is a real whodunit. Why do these people keep saying this is a real whodunit? You're on Dateline. That's the whole point of the show. It's like being on um, The Office and being like, this is a funny show. This Mm. is a workplace comedy. (laughs) Like, you're a detective and you're being interviewed on Dateline. It's obviously a whodunit. That's your whole job. Okay. That's your whole job and that's the whole point of the show. But start your bingo cards because they said it. Oh, you're so grumpy. I'm so hot. It's really hot. It's hot in here, too. I'm hot. Okay. Norman Clark and Brittany Eldridge both started working at a finance company on the same day. They were collectors for this finance company. Brittany embraced life with contagious enthusiasm. That's pretty good. That is not loving life, but it's the same thing. I feel like if the word contagious is in there, it's the same as loving life. Because contagious smile, contagious laugh. This was just contagious enthusiasm. So it was new. Yeah. But it's still contagious. Doesn't Creed on The Office say something like, you ever notice only two things are contagious? Laughter and herpes or something? I don't know. He says something like that. That sounds about right. Um, They were friends at first, Norman and Brittany, but then they became lovers. Dateline, we've asked you repeatedly to stop using that word. Sorry. Why do you keep doing it to us? Brittany was married what are they gonna say what are they gonna say that's gonna be okay with you romantically intimate i feel like that's way worse they started boning well i can't have andrea say boning they started having sex no they're not gonna well why that's much more it became romantic it became romantic they became romantically involved done yeah that's all i need um but britney was married to this guy terry who is a truck driver who drove at night. Also, he didn't want kids, and she really wanted kids. They kept their relationship on the DL. I think, it, did Andrea say DL? She's so hip. She said but down low. She said down low. She said down low. Mm-hmm. But their calls are being recorded by the company, so they're not going to be on the DL for long. 
Um, over a year into the affair, Brittany's husband, Terry, found out she moved out and they got a divorce. Then Brittany became pregnant with her coworker, Norman. And then we meet Brittany's mom and she's been through a lot. Norman wouldn't say that this relationship with Brittany is messy, but he will grant that it's complicated, which is Thank totally you. the same thing, right? Yeah. Norman also has a baby mama and a baby with another lady from a year earlier. So by my math, that means that that happened when he was still with Brittany. So he's kind of a hoe. And bear in mind, I wrote that he was kind of a hoe before I knew how big of a hoe he was. I was like mm -hmm. a younger, innocent version of Kimberly back then. Like, oh, oh if I had known. Oh, the things. I was so mm -hmm. innocent before I knew more about Norman. Brittany is so excited that she's pregnant, but it's kind of sad because she's alone in all of the pregnancy photos, you know? Like, it kind of made me sad for her. She's like beaming. Because there's all these posed pregnancy photos, but she no Norman. How Okay, no. How many pregnancy photos, maternity photos have you looked at? A lot. But it's generally, there's a lot of just the woman. Mm, no. Usually the man is standing behind, putting his hands on the baby's stomach, on the mom's stomach as well. You see too, you, you're looking at too many memes. No, I think these are my people I know. Because I know three or four women that have had a baby daddy in their life and still and they still took, took single photos. Well, I think if it's the naked ones, well, no, even then I've seen the naked guy shirtless and and he's standing behind her and they're, both, they're all naked. It's so gross. Pl I know a lot of women who have had portraits done of themselves pregnant. Okay, I could see that too. But this was a bunch of different setups of her. And it made you sad. And it made me a little sad for her because I know she she wasn't... Like, if you were doing it by uh, by choice, go for it. I'm so proud of you. You are such a strong lady. I I think it's she did awesome. it by choice. No, she wanted Norman to be in the picture. And she no. was still around. He lived there. He worked with her. You are projecting that because I have no, a totally different view of how she the felt. Show. They no, said it on, I watched her friend it twice. Said it. Her friend said it, that she wanted to be with Norman. Okay. She was in love with him. She wanted to be with him. The friend Which with the little mole on her lip. Andrea. Okay. Said there that. There was a friend named Andrea. Okay. Yes. She said that. Am I right? I'm always right, Katie. Why do you come at me? You I know just I'm didn't get right. that feeling. When I heard the phone calls, which we'll get to, I'll bring it up again because I got a very okay. different idea from those phone calls. Well, okay. But I'm just going by what the friend said because that's all we have to go by. Okay. And in the phone calls, too, she was disappointed with Norman's reaction because she wanted him to be involved and he wasn't. But I don't think she was like that. Dis it wasn't heartbreakingly disappointed. It was more like, I'm bummed out. I'm still going to have my baby. No, and I agree. And she looked beautiful and happy in those photos. Mm -hmm. It only made me sad. I don't know if it made her sad. She looked like glowing and was very happy to be a mom. But yeah. I still think it made me a little sad because Norman like lives five minutes away. He couldn't have just popped over and taken one picture with her. No, well, Norman is a turd bag. So we'll we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. So two weeks before her due date, Brittany was late for work. Her mom goes to her place, and it's a mess. The TV is laying on the floor, which is kind of important for later. And the mom gets freaked out and goes outside. She calls 911. 
Now this operator tells her to go back inside. Okay, I thought a lot about it because it upset me at first too. On my second viewing. First of all, the operator seemed a little abrasive until later in the yes. call. When the mom's freaking out, then the operator starts calming down and is like... She did. Hang in there, honey. honey. She yeah, said honey. A lot of but sweet, at first yeah. she was like, what's going on? Why aren't you Wh- talking to me? She's what's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Grumpy. But she tells she her... She was she not like to, Bev. We need a Bev. Yeah, we we do. And I expect Tennessee to give us a Bev. And they did not. They gave us yeah. a Darlene who's pissed and who wants Darlene to talk to the manager. Darlene is quitting smoking and giving up Diet Coke the same week. And so she does not have time for this. And has a teenage son named Tucker who is just wrecking havoc in her life. Mm -hmm. He's such a troublemaker. He's been kicked out of school twice this semester already. Mm Okay. So why do you are now changing your mind on it? Because I think don't tell them to go back inside. No, I think so. She ran out because she was scared. I think she had her go back in because if Brittany was, if there was a person in there that was injured, she could have helped. I think it is their job to be like, if there is a person in that house still alive, we, I can talk you through helping them. See, from what I've seen from shows, their number one concern is the safety of the person who called and is currently alive. So they always say, don't go back in. Stay at a safe distance. Don't be a hero. You don't know if someone's still in there. We don't want you to die too. The so ambulance should... will be there within three minutes. Just don't go in. I feel like we should have called Knoxville and found out what they're what they train their nine one one operators. Yeah, what's protocol? What's you were going to be an operator. I was. I think you would not be able to. I would not be the kind of person they need. I would not be a Darlene. Darlene no. shuts it off. She does not care. She's worried about Tucker. And yeah. if Tucker is going to finish Tucker high school, is wearing her thin. Because Tucker... He's not, though. Tucker you know he's a, not. No. He's on a one-way he's, path. He's going to prison. Yeah, he is. He's getting a face tattoo very shortly. So... <laughs> she found a joint in his top drawer. <laughs> this is not Darlene's day. It's it's going, it's going so wrong. Okay. Poor Darlene. Um... The mom goes in and finds poor Brittany dead and naked and eight and a half months pregnant on the floor. It's very sad. The scene is so horrifying because think about it. It's you hear the water running. So, you know, something's going on in the bathroom. Right. And then you go in the bed. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. They don't go into a lot of detail about kind of what they think, how they think this happened, which I found surprising. Well, they don't know a lot. They, she was strangled and she was stabbed in the throat, which is just horrifying. But then why? Oh. And she was naked, but there was like lingerie draped over her. That I don't get. I didn't get that. And also. Well, we don't know what they mean by lingerie. What if it was, she had just gotten out of the shower and she was putting her bra on. Yeah, I don't know. That could be lingerie. And it was draped over her, they said. I don't know if the person, usually if they're covered, it means they, there was a personal connection. The person felt bad and covered them but they would cover them with like a blanket over the towel not like linger sure. yeah not like lingerie sure. so i kind of feel like she was in the process of getting dressed or taking off her clothes to get in the shower to get right. in the shower exactly um so then we meet jeffrey <laughs> who is britney's brother why are you laughing because i can we jump ahead to fashion police no nope. he just wants to wear it so just let him wear it <laughs> yeah. he, he wants to wear that I want to be a producer on Dateline so I can Look, have these conversations he, with the victim's he family. He put on a collared shirt. 
but he wanted to wear that hat. Backwards. Yes, red. Backwards. Well, that's his look. You got to just let... make America great again hat? I don't know. You got to let... Oh, and did they make him turn it around? Do you think that? <laughs> I don't know. And he has full sleeve of tattoos. No problem. Do what you, do you. But he, with that hat, he looks like a member of Blink-182. He does. And... He's probably a fan. He I just, just like want to yeah. see the producer being like, so this is okay. But he you want to take the hat off? But he wore a collared shirt. He yeah, wore, he, he tried, did try. But then I, why leave your hat on backwards? It's Tennessee. That's his thing. That's his thing. I got to be seen on TV with my hat because my bros, that's my, my signature hat. You are missing. You are missing it. Men are funny sometimes about hair and hair loss. And I guarantee you. Oh, but he's you, very young. It doesn't matter. There's a good chance. Absolutely. I guarantee you it's something to do with that. He was more comfortable in that hat. It's like a teenage kid that won't take off their hoodie when it's 102 outside because right. that's their that comfort thing. Right, that I get, but he is, and I get I get that, and if he was a teenager, I would cut him some slack, but he's not. He has children, and also this national TV, so wouldn't the mom say, or would the mom be like my mom, and she'd be like, whatever makes you happy, honey, she was as like long that. as you're comfortable that on is his, line. That is her only remaining offspring. She's going to let him do whatever he wants. He could have looked so nice with the shirt and just taken the hat off. That's but you know what? Saying. He talked. He talked nice. He did. He was nice to hear he from, really and he did. loved his sister. He did one hundred percent. And I, so I really should say, you do you. You've been through do, enough. Do your hat. Um, just do it. But just, I don't just turn it around or take it off. I don't think they would let. Do they have a lot of people in hats on Dateline that are inside for interview? No, because it well, is common courtesy to take your hat off when you're inside being interviewed by the queen of Dateline, Andrea Canning. Yeah, he don't know. You take your hat off when you meet the queen. It's his, it's his look. I guarantee you it's just his look and he just wasn't going to depart from it. Or if you're going to do a hat, maybe you do like a fedora. No. Oh, I thank God. <laughs> That would have been worse. I would have worse. lost my mind. I would have preferred it because I felt like he was trying a new look and he was going and he was thought he looked dapper. And I'd be like that. He's trying. I'm going to look good for my sister who died. Not I am wearing this backwards hat because I'm a member of some 41. Oh. No, I think this is the difference before we grew up. Because I think a lot of people where I grew up would have worn a hat like that on Dayline. Just because it's their hat. It's their thing. They would wear it. Yeah. I'm My Orange County showing again, isn't it? A little bit. But honestly, if he had been wearing that with a t-shirt, I would have been angry. But I knew that he tried because he put on that like right. black button right. down. He put on you a somber color. You hated those guys that had those shirts that said the balls kids. to the wall or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I wanted to kill what all of say? those kids. All of it. All what? day, every day. All day, all day every day. What's that even? Yeah. It's not even a thing. Uh, okay. So then we, but then it gets worse. Because Andrea is interviewing this reporter. Jamie. Um, her name is Jamie. In a bar. What the heck was that? Are we just going to go? Are we just going to blow all of our end stuff right now? Yeah, I because I don't. 
I was so shocked. There's like a thousand liquor bottles behind them. I mean, it looks like a nice bar, but it is a bar. It was and it's surprising. not like they were being filmed in the corner of the bar where the background was like photos up and something cute. Or we've seen Josh do a pool table with a cop. This sure. was they're sitting at the bar with all the liquor bottles behind them. And, and this Andrea's is how you're going to talk this, about right? someone's murder. Yes. I thought the gold was nice. It kind of matched the liquor bottle. The gold was cool, but it was in the bar. Why are we even hearing from Jamie is the bigger question. At one point, she said something, and I could not understand what she was saying. She's speaking English. I rewound it. Finally, I had to put the subtitles on. It was one word. She said that the police have nothing other than, I kept hearing hunters. Ten times I rewound. Hunters? Hunters? Finally, I put my captions on it was hunches she has this accent i heard hunches right away couldn't hear it okay, couldn't well, that's, understand that's, her that's on you i got nothing i heard it right I, away. i'm sure it's on me no we didn't really need her commentary but well we got guess, it all the way throughout they must not have had yeah. enough interviews for this there was something and we also got mom and son together for the majority of the interview we got Brittany's mom and jeffrey together yeah they just kept sort of cutting to either one why is that weird? Because most of the time they would have them alone and then we have random right. reporter and then we had friend Andrea, but I wish we'd had the friend Andrea more than this reporter who I just don't. Why did we? Why? No, um, it was a lot of filler for an hour episode. So the police thought maybe it was a burglary in progress. Brittany interrupted a b- burglary. And then we go to commercial and Andrea gets, I don't know if you noticed this. Again, this could have just been my mood. I felt like she got very tough, very assertive in the voiceover. Andrea says, there will be no easy answers. And I was like, are you mad at us, Andrea? What is that? We're not asking for easy answers. We want complicated answers. That's why we're watching this show. I didn't hear so, it, but now I'm nervous. Yes, it was very tough. So then we see... The footage from the um, dash cam of the cops of Norman running to the apartment, screaming. Well, not really screaming. I should say stating. That's my baby. That's my baby up there. And my friend. He he clarifies. Brittany was, is his friend that he is having a baby with. They are not romantically involved. He doesn't want any more. He, he really has to make that clear even to the cops. The police put him in the back of the car and they talk to him and he thinks this is so unfair and he's being a little um, like, why are you doing this to me? And they're like, because you're the boyfriend. And he is trying to say without saying that I think that he thinks it's because he was black, that he was being mistreated. Is that the impression that you got? Yes. They held him in the cop car and they would they wanted to talk to him because he was the boyfriend. And the baby, and the daddy. baby daddy. Yeah. It so makes sense it to me. seemed pretty reasonable. He goes to the station with them willingly. He talks to them willingly for a long time. He gives them his phone. He gives them his DNA. He gives them a hair sample. He tells them that he was supposed to see Brittany that night, but he canceled. So that's pretty suspicious. Mm-hmm. So then they look, the police look at her ex husband, Terry. I didn't get a great vibe from Terry. He is 17 years older than her. Yeah, I didn't like that. She was 21 when they got married, I guess. He had found out about Norman and the baby and they were getting, they were divorced, right? Had it been finalized? I think it had been finalized. Yeah, they were divorced. 
so then Andrea says, given that basket of facts. Did you? I've never heard that expression. No, but I like it. I like it. Given that basket of facts, it was time to look at Terry. So they get a DNA sample from Terry, but it didn't match. And he had an alibi. So he's basically cut out. And then we go to the phone calls. So this company that they worked for recorded all phone calls. And apparently no one is doing any business at this company. People go to this company and then just call their friends and talk to them. I do not make work calls. Why wouldn't you use your cell phone? Oh, yeah, that surprised me. I don't know. So they'd look like they were working, maybe? Maybe. Sometimes. I don't know. So if your boss comes over, you can pretend that you're on a business. You could be like, I am knocked up and he won't talk to me. I think that your mortgage loan is the right price for, I don't know what finance people say. That very Things like that. Well, they're collectors. They're bill collectors. Oh, why aren't you paying us the money you owe? Yeah. So in the phone calls, Brittany is telling her friend that Norman acted differently when she told him that she was pregnant. And she's this drove me insane. She is not saying he acted differently in like the months after. She's saying, I told him and he had a reaction to it. And the friend goes, wussy. I was, why are you mad? That was my one quote. I'm so mad at this friend because she didn't say he freaked out or peed his pants or ran away screaming. He's allowed to have a reaction if you say you're pregnant and you're like just got out of a divorce and he's sleeping with other women and the friend is calling him a wussy. Nah. For, yeah. For having a reaction. Yeah, because she, you know what kind of reaction that is. But she didn't say that. She just said everything changed. But you know your friend. And so if this guy is sort of already displaying, no, there there was lead up to that conversation. You're not as mad at the friend. I'm not mad at all. I think the friend was expecting Norman to be like, I am so glad the girl I'm banging is pregnant. I'm going to get down on one knee right now and let's make this official. No, what? No. Like, what does she expect him to do? He's going to freak out a little. Yeah, so why can't she call him a wussy? Because obviously he's going to freak out a little. And so what was it that upset you, just that she said wussy? Yeah. He he is being a wuss. He's being a wuss. But we didn't get that yet. Okay, you also don't know any pretext to this. This girl, her friend, could have had a baby daddy in the past who did her wrong. And so she's like, wussy, like these are the kind of guys I'm telling you about. Guys do this. Guys freak out. She could have already been warning her friend before this and being like, ba-blam. Wussy. I'm still upset. You just I think she... you just don't want me to be right. No, I've given you counterpoints that... to several things this evening that you've just not wanted to admit. I really did not like this friend. Oh, well, for no reason. Andrea was totally fine. This friend wasn't Andrea because on the screen it said friend. And on the other phone calls, it said Andrea. This was just friend. Okay, so this is friend who has been jilted by a different baby daddy. So she is bringing her own baggage to the table. You betcha. Like every single other person does. And unfairly jumping on Norman. I'm sorry, are you trying to defend Norman? In that conversation, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because I think anybody, if I was a dude, I would totally freak out. If the girl I was friends with benefits with was pregnant. And it's like, give him a second. She just says he freaked out at that moment. She doesn't say he's been 
so unreliable and freaked out for months now. She says, I told him and he kind of didn't like this. Where are you getting that they were just friends with benefits and not on again, off again? They, because they're dating. Of, yeah, but we haven't gotten to Norman's also dating. But I'm just saying they are dating. They're not friends with benefits. This is not that kind of a situation. I don't think they're hanging out most of the time. And playing Xbox, and then he goes home, and then once in a while they get drunk and have sex. That's friends with benefits. No, friends with benefits could be a sex-only relationship. That I would not call that. I would call that something else. I would not call that friends with benefits. Okay, what would you call it? What, just having sex? Yeah. It's my sex buddy. That's what they were. To him, that's what they were. Okay, okay, you're just mad at the friend. Yeah, basically. But I don't think it's warranted. I think wussy okay. is a totally good reaction to her but saying that, like, I'm oh. saying any guy would freak out. Like, just give him a minute to process. The friend is so excited to blame him and be like, he's totally yeah, wussy. that's a good friend. That's a good, see, this is a good friend, Kimberly. I would be like, <laughs> give him a minute. No, but I think that if you want to validate your friend who's feeling frustrated... Yeah, see, I'm not that friend. You know I'm not that friend. Okay, so that's I am where always the friend that from. is like, um, think of the people in Africa that have it way worse. Calm down. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, you are that friend. It's so hard. I'm not the friend that will let you sit on your pity pot and validate and make you feel just that all you're feeling. I'd be like, no, it's not that bad. You're overreacting. Yeah, yeah, you would. So of course you'd hate that she. Like, I'd be like, Brittany, you're sleeping with a dude who's sleeping with everyone in Knoxville. What did you expect? Were you using protection? Do you want to be a single mom? I don't think if Brit- you do, that's great. I don't think Brittany would have been friends with you for very long. I would want to be friends with Brittany. She seemed sweet, down home. Brit, Brit. She did. She seemed very nice. Brit, Brit. I d- she and then she gets very upset with Norman's behavior, back and forth, hot and cold, bipolar relationship did she seem that upset though it seemed more like she's commenting on it and she's annoyed but not actively upset and worried and trying to get him in her life it did not seem like she was planning to sue him for child support yeah you bet she wants the money was it seems like she was upset and andrea said her friend andrea said she wanted him to be she wanted to be with him she wanted to be in love and be with him. I gotta That's go back and look. Okay, I gotta go back and look at that because I do not yes. remember her wanting to be with him later. I remember maybe that happening earlier, but I think she was happy to be a single mom, but she wanted support from the dad. Yes. Yes, I yes, that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. But this is when she got pregnant. Okay. So this is way earlier. By the eight and a half months, she could have been like, "I am so over him." Maybe. I think she woke up by that time. Norman C. is a player. Norman tells our Andrea Canning, not this other Andrea, that he is dating 15 to 20 women at the same time. What do you have to say about that? I don't know. What do you have to say? You were the one defending him. I was defending him in that conversation. I in no way am defending his behavior. I do want to know what these girls knew. He seems to act like they all knew about each other, no. that they knew that he was sleeping around, no, they didn't. that they knew he only wanted sex, no. but I really don't think that no. they would have been okay with it. No. Because I think 
he was probably lying to them all. No, there's, yeah, there's, well, no, I think, Brittany. I think he may have been upfront with a few of them, but I think the majority he was lying. I think he's also embellishing the number. I don't think it was 15. Yeah. That's a lot. It's too- I, he I don't maybe understand. Had, I think maybe he slept with 15 girls over a few month period, but I don't think he was actively like pursuing and going after and dating 15 women multiple times i think that well if you think about it if you were just kind of hanging out and being sex buddies with a guy wouldn't you want to see them at least once a week so that's over twice two different ones a day no like how would you possibly have time definitely not once to juggle that many definitely not once a week if you were dating what you thought britney and him were doing no i think then i think it's normal if you're just sort of casually dating someone to see them every other week Easily. Okay, so then maybe he could have been dating 14 girls. I don't think so. A different one for each day. I think 10 maximum. I think he's lying. I think he's embellishing. I don't get what his appeal is. I don't get if he's the only man in Nashville. Knoxville. Knoxville. I think Um, he's a smooth operator, but I don't, again, we just don't get it. Andrea doesn't get it either. No, she does not. And Nor does she stand for it. (laughs) She will not stand for it. She's like, Norman, that is a lot of women. And... You're a hoe bag. And Norman says, I'm friendly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then he says that he was sleeping with several different coworkers, which means these are other girls that Brittany knew and was probably friends with. I don't know if he had them all swear to secrecy or did they not talk with each other at the commissary or they were all just okay with it? Like a harem? Like a wolf pack? What was happening? I don't. Andrea point blank says she would not be okay with it. And then she says, well, maybe I'm old fashioned. And I was like, no, Andrea, you are classy and you don't want an STD. So good for you. So I definitely think somehow these women did not know about each other because I don't see these women being okay with it. No, I think. For Norman. Like if it's Brad Pitt, sure, you'd maybe be okay being his hookup and you know he's hooking up with everyone else. But this is Norman. Right. It's Norman. Storm and Norman. So, but then he says that all the other girls knew that he was only hooking up and only interested in sex. Eh. He No, he's lying. He's lying about yeah. that, too. This is why I think he's stupid, which goes to a bigger purpose of if he committed this murder. Because if he thought that boosting his numbers on Dateline would somehow make him look cool, mm. it's the wrong idea. Correct. It caused people to hate him. Correct. Um, and he obviously went on the show to defend himself and say, I'm not a murderer. Right. I'm just a player. Right. But nobody at home was like, yeah, that guy's cool. Right. Exactly. If it was him that did it, he was really dumb. He had plans to meet with her that night. And his only word in the getting out of it is that he canceled. So yeah, maybe we'll he... get into the theory. We'll, we'll yeah. get into it. Okay. But, okay, so he was living at home in his parents' basement, mm-hmm. which is super sexy. he's a winner. Mm-hmm. He says he was doing it to save money, but Andrea points out that he was barely staying ahead of debt collectors. And I don't even know how that's possible if you're living rent-free and you have a full-time job. How, what was he spending this money on? All these chicks? Like fancy meals? He was just having sex with them. What was he spending all this money on? And they call him at work where he is at the work where he's a debt collector. And they're calling him at work. I know. I think what was it, he spending the money no, on? Dates, for sure. Dates, for sure. Clothes, video games. You know what? There's some people, you could be addicted to like video porn. 
Oh. Rack up some bills. You're right. Um, I think maybe the dates at the beginning of the relationships to woo them, but then I feel like quickly after it was like, hey, I'm going to come over for a booty call. I'll bring some Taco Bell. Like, I don't think he was big spending on these ladies after no, he got after. in bed no, with them. No, 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 no. I think, he's, I think he's spending his money on apps and apps. Appetizers at the beginning, and then later on, <laughs> phone app. on your phone? Yeah, phone app games. <laughs> Okay. The add like up. It. That's that's yep. my assessment of N- Norman. He's like that kid who spent like fourteen thousand dollars on candy. That's pretty. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. And then he's taking so, his ladies to Chili's or TJR Fridays, and they're getting yes. app orders, which you know that he's boosts saying, your bill. He's saying don't spend that. Don't. He's. But then I feel like he's the guy who's like, you don't need that, right? We could split that. Do you just get water? No, I don't think he's that guy. I think he wants to splash out. I think he wants to show them that he has. I think that's oh, part of look his look like ho- a baller. Look yeah. like a baller. Get them everything they want. They're gonna put out. That's his mm-hmm. thinking. He's not that. Yeah. No, he like thinks he's yeah. in swingers in mm-hmm. Knoxville. Yes, you're yeah. so right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then all of a sudden, this is from Brittany's perspective. All of a sudden, he seemed interested in the pregnancy. Because he texted her this message that she thought seemed kind of odd, which was like, am I going to see you Sunday? Stay pregnant until then. Just kind of, I guess, yeah, that is kind of a weird thing to say now that I think about it. It's kind of weird, right? What, what? Because it's not about having her terminating the pregnancy, right? No, it's, she's eight and a half months pregnant. No, it's about, it's a little flirty. Stay pregnant for me. Can't wait to see my uh, baby and my baby yes, mama. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Weird. He's a weird Um, dude. So Brittany was planning on taking Norman to court for child support. Mm -hmm. Norman wanted to meet with her. They set up a plan, but then he canceled, and that was the night she died. Mm -hmm. So the police finally arrest Norman, and he struts into the trial after he's now been in jail for quite a while because they hold him. It all takes a long time. Why does Norman get arrested? What's the turning point in him getting arrested? Well, that's not really clear. It's like they just felt like I think there was pressure and Two years even the later? reporter even the reporter was like they did not seem to have new evidence or anything. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. Okay. It was okay. really like they I think it was just maybe the family was on them i don't know Mm. but it seemed like they just arrested him and when we see the evidence it's kind of like huh yeah so anyways he struts into the trial wearing a tan suit which does he not remember what happened to obama don't wear the tan suit he doesn't know he doesn't remember that he doesn't he doesn't follow politics no he never saw anything about it though so a bunch of his lovers take the stand i will say he has a type They are all buxom white chicks. Buxom white chicks. Again, I say this as a buxom white chick. These are my girls. But he had a type for sure. Yes, he did. So then one of the um, women on the stand, the prosecutor, gets her to admit, which I don't know how they would know this. This must have been in text messages or in those phone calls. But they say, how does he refer to your anatomy? Oh. And apparently Norman calls their little Knoxville's his <laughs> own, that he has ownership over them. They did, are his anatomy areas. Did you think that was going to be 
way worse. I was I so ready I for did. that to be worse. I was so ready for that to be my quesadilla or my like. <laughs> oh my god! My torta, torta supreme. Ew. I don't know. Oh, it's horrible. I was expecting some sort of gross little. So was I. Nickname. I was. But bummed. instead, he just takes possession, ownership of their lady parts, which is just as creepy. Yeah, because he has twenty of them. Yeah, he's collecting them, like some people collect beanie babies. He is. He's a piece of work. It's just unclear if he's an actual murderer. Right. Right. Keep going. Sorry. So Norman was stretched very thin with all these chicks and already a baby with this other lady so he has no money he was at a breaking point this is what they are thinking the prosecutors um his cell phone pinged near britney's house his alibi for the night another curvy white chick says that he didn't get to her house until much later than he says he got there so he would have maybe had time to do the murder but all the dna and hair samples come back negative not to Norman, which does that mean there was no DNA at her house? Did they not hook up at her house? No, that's the issue with this is they don't tell us where the DNA was on the body. They right. found it on. No, no, no. Sorry. They found it on the lingerie that was draped on top of her. They found unknown male DNA Correct. on the lingerie that's Correct. draped on top of her, which we did see in the Jean-Benet case. If mm. it was new underwear, that there was manufacturer's DNA on JonBenet's underwear, possibly. That is true. From the people, that the factory workers. But we still um, don't know if that's... But we right. still don't know. We don't know if this was new underwear, what this lingerie was. We don't get all the facts. If we could get more answers in the JonBenet case, we might be able to crack this one. But we think we figured out JonBenet. I'm, I'm C- determined. I think CBS figured it out. That it was the brother. That was... Yeah, that was the only special. I watched eight specials on that. They were the only ones that figured it out. So the defense says that the girl, that his curvy white chick for the night was asleep. Girl number 11, I guess, of the 20. And she was she was asleep, so he could have gotten there earlier. And maybe just she didn't know because she was sleeping. But she, wouldn't she know what time she fell asleep? Wouldn't she know if you fell asleep very early that night? Yeah, you would probably I would have remember. liked to have heard that, yeah. They ha- So then they have an expert who says that the cell phone evidence was wrong. Basically, the cell phone tower evidence counters, like, cancels out each other. Right. So this part was the most interesting for me, was that there have been 12 break-ins recently in that area, and one in the very apartment complex four days earlier. And all of those 12 break-ins were centered around flat screen TVs and Brittany's flat screen TV was found face down on the floor. What? Why in the world would a burglar go back to the same place they had just burgled four days earlier when everyone there is going to be on high alert because four days earlier somebody had burgled that exact same place? They've gotten away with 12. I feel like they're getting cocky. Okay. No one can catch these people. Is Norman They're the wet the bandits. Okay. They're the Storm and Normans. They're stealing. It didn't look like there had been a huge struggle and the TV had fallen. It was like multi, it was like a feet away. Like it had been picked up and then dropped. Well, it had been unplugged because there were absolutely no cords attached to it. So they There had, you go. So There was also a flat so, screen in the bedroom. You saw that too, right? 
I did see that as well. Yeah, so that had been knocked over too, but it looked like those cords were still attached. I was trying to sleuth a little bit. So to me, this means one of two things. Correct. It means... I mean, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) What if everything I said... I was just going to... I'm going to say something and you were like, that. whatever you're about to say is true. It's the truth. It's the tooth. (laughs) So to me, it means one of two things. One... It was the burglars, Mm -hmm. and they were stealing the TV, and Mm -hmm. she interrupted, and they got extremely violent when they could have just ran out, which is weird. Mm -hmm. B, Brittany told the guy she was dating slash her date baby daddy, hey, there's been a bunch of robberies, including one in my building, and they took a flat screen TV. Isn't that creepy? And then he used that opportunity to stage it. But it doesn't seem Mm. that smart. No. But I think it's a a natural assumption that if they were speaking and she's carrying his child, she would say, hey, I'm a little freaked out. There was a robbery in here. They stole somebody's flat screen TV and blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't that seem reasonable that she would tell him that if they were talking? Maybe. I would tell you if there was a robbery in my apartment building. If I was your baby daddy? I would tell you as my friend. I don't know how much they were talking like that. Well, they had talked because he had called her to set up a meeting, but we don't, they don't play that part, the whole call. Right. So maybe she had texted him or we don't know. We don't know. The police probably would have that information if she had told, I want to know if Norman knew about the burglary. Yeah, good question. And if he knew about the burglary in her building four days before. Yeah, I do too. If he didn't then I find it way more likely that it had something to do with the burglars. Okay, I would go with that. Considering the lack of DNA. Does he seem upset about paying child support? Is he just low on money? He might just not pay. Maybe he just never had an intention of paying anyway. But if she was going to take him to court, that would alter his lifestyle. He would not be able to spend money on those apps, divert some of those funds. Apps and apps. He would have to divert some of those funds to the babies if she takes him to court for it Mm -hmm. which again we don't know if she knew if he knew that she was taking him to court it was in her diary that she was going to maybe take him to court for money but we don't know if he knew that correct maybe he didn't know that she was going to come after him they hadn't had the conversation yet we don't know right so it seems also I think you're was it had she filed papers or was she just no. musing on the fact that like I it might was have in to her take diary that she yes it was in her well, diary that she was planning on maybe doing that okay we but okay planning we on know. planning on maybe yeah means, no we got nothing we don't know here. if he knew we don't know if he knew there just isn't so, the motive there just isn't I agree unless it was just too much and he just knew it was going to cost him money somehow and figured it would and he was just overwhelmed but i do agree it's more likely that he would stab her in the stomach yeah that's a good point so do you think if he did do it he would just throw off the tv even not knowing about the robberies he would just stage it to look like a robbery because that's sort of a common thing to do yes to stage it to look like a robbery yeah it's very Um, common so norman says that the opportunity of time to do the crime was impossible And Andrea calls him on it immediately. And she says straight up, no, it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. 
I love it. She calls him on everything. She does. She does not like him. Let's she put is, that out there right now. Yeah. She's not putting up with she's it. She's not a fan. He did have about an hour to go to the house and do all that. But he didn't leave any DNA. And he doesn't seem that smart. No, so he wouldn't have worn gloves and a hoodie and all. No. I just don't think he's smart enough. So the jury deliberates for six hours and they give up. They have a mistrial. I don't feel like that's enough time. But don't, wouldn't the judge say no, give it more time. But they say they're hopelessly deadlocked. Eleven are for acquitting him. Mm Mm-hmm. And one is for guilt. Norman has been held in jail for 15 months now. He is oddly not crying like Michelle. (laughs) And she was there for 88 days, people. Don't forget. Never for hashtag never forget. The prosecutors decide to try Norman again. It's now been six years since Brittany was killed. Uh Norman has a new lawyer this time who looks like a bald cabbage patch doll. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? two jurors are interviewed by andrea and this time they were deadlocked again but in completely the opposite way Mm -hmm. 11 of them wanted to convict and one wanted to acquit and it's weird because they basically did exactly the same evidence there was no new evidence Mm -hmm. just the one and one of the the prosecutor lawyer is the same person the only thing that's changed is this other lawyer. Because one of them is a paid hired attorney and then the other the, is, a, is a public defender. So that actually does I make I thought it, he was given a second public offender, defender. I don't think so. I think the first one. I thought they I were think the both guy in front of the defenders. stained glass that we see is a paid <laughs> attorney. Um, so, but basically the second attorney is obviously much worse, right? If Mm -hmm. the first guy almost got him acquitted and the second guy almost gets him convicted. You can tell from the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. The one holdout, these two jurors that are being interviewed by Andrea, they say that this one holdout was basically totally an Mm a-hole and was saying that he had a PhD and was the smartest one in the room. He was smarter than all of them. And he was, they were not going to change his mind. And they were trying to gang up on him because they were jealous of how smart he was. And wow. so they, they just gave up. And they were like, we can't. It got very hostile, they said. Wow. And they just wanted to go home and be with their families. So they gave up very quickly. So the prosecutors decide enough is enough. And they give up. Which I think is really weird that they wouldn't go for a third time. Because they were so close. They were one person off. From convicting him. But then the time but before, they were the opposite. So, I mean, that's I true. think they just realized we have a, we need to get more evidence because we have a purely light circumstantial case. Circumstantial Very light. Very light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Norman is being interviewed by Andrea and he's wearing a three-piece suit with a hanky like manky. And he is flying high on his freedom. And he does not have time for people who think he's guilty. He thinks they are ignorant, and he doesn't have time for ignorance. And you know what he does to those people? He prays for them. He prays for those ignorant people that think that he's guilty. And that's how we end the episode. Jesus. Brittany's family is still devastated because there's no justice, and the police don't seem to be looking for anyone else. They just think if there's new information against Norman, we will do it. It's kind of BS, the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So what about B-roll Bonanza? 
What about B-roll Bonanza? I have dog walking. Yes. You saw a... the golden retriever? Yeah. From the friend Andrea, I think it was. I love a, I love a dog. I love a And golden. I knew you loved a golden and I an do. old golden. I know. Oh, just like old... my old golden. Yeah. I was uh, excited. The brother from Blink-182 driving with his children in the backseat. Yes. And then visiting the cemetery with the child at the end. Oh, yes. That was very sad. And then Norman playing video games. Like, Did you hear what the mom was saying while that was being shot? What was Mom just... says he was talking about how athletic he is or how athletic he <laughs> oh, yeah. was in high school. Yeah. And then they show him. I mean, Dayline, we see you. Yeah. I know what you're doing. And he then they was show athletic. Him with the controller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used, he used to play basketball with hopes of going to the NBA. Now he plays video games. But what really struck me was there was a basket like a gift basket filled with snacks next to him, like goldfish crackers. and But it was like a gift basket, a full-on, like a wicker. you know what I'm talking about? What yeah, am I, trying I know what to you're say? talking about, but why? I don't know. Did someone gift him with a, a, a like a care package basket? One of his many lovers. Here, you're out of prison. Here's some goldfish crackers. I know they're what you missed the most from prison. It's so weird. Maybe it was just Easter and he got a ba- Easter basket, an adult Easter basket. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Could be. But it was sitting on the floor next to him <laughs> while he was playing video games. It's very strange. I have no answers for that. What about quotes of the week? I took away yours, right? You did. I had wussy. I had low budget Don Juan. Oh, yeah. That's and- a good one. And then when he said, my lifestyle proves that I love children. And Andrea claps back. Your lifestyle also says you were sleeping with 15 other women. (laughs) She was so good. (gasps) She hates his guts. Yeah, she really does. She hates his guts. Mm -hmm. Um, Precious moments. Um, the brother and the mom. Yeah, very. They're sad. crying. Were was not. Yeah, it was annoying. It was. It was more just. Yeah, no, upsetting. It was very sad. Uh, MVP loser. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't write anything down for MVP loser. I don't think I was that excited about this one. Um, the second lawyer, by the way, his name was Kit Rogers. No, it wasn't. And I feel like, yes, it was. And I feel like that name should now join the ranks of our private eye team. Huh? Who who was the guy? Who was the... The Ron Swanson Nick, guy? Ron Swanson, yeah. Was Nick... I, I keep wanting to say Nick Offerman. No. Was his was, name Nick something? Yeah, there was a Nick. Um, oh, man. I'm so mad at myself that I don't remember. Kit Rogers should Kit be Rogers. joining that team, right? He's he didn't legal look like advice. it, but okay. He didn't, no. He, there were a lot of ruddy cheeks in this. Lots of people with the red. Yeah, that's why I said bald cabbage patch. <gasps> but cabbage patches don't have ruddy cheeks. They don't. You'd have to put blush on them to get them all ready. Really? I don't know. I didn't put makeup on my cabbage patches. I put them on it. I put it on everything else. But um, hmm. yeah, not on that. Um, I thought that the friend Andrea was very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who did you have? MVP. I didn't really have an MVP. What about a loser? Um, the friend that said wussy and the 911 operator that sent Darlene, a mother back into perhaps a crime scene in process. But we have established that what she was trying to do. No, we have save... just, we're going to do some research and find out what protocol is. Okay. So she's a, a potential loser. I will retract it if I find out that you, that it is procedure to tell someone to go right. into an active crime scene. 
This is also the first one I've seen in a while. I don't know if I I can't don't know if I remember the last time that I heard a true crime scenario where the mother says I ran out because I was scared. Yeah, usually knowing they her go, daughter might still mm-hmm. be in there. Like yeah. I would not if you were in the house. If I thought you were in the house, I don't care if it was pitch black. I would feel my way. Me to try to. Yeah, if you oh, were in, nice. if I thought you were in danger or something had happened, and this mother is scared when she opens the door, sees the flat screen TV on the ground, and, and runs goes out. outside. Right. So to me, that reads wow, something was really wrong because most mothers would totally go inside. So if, if I was the nine one one operator, I would be like, go with your instincts, stay outside. Oh. But what did she see that we didn't see that was really wrong? Well, the TV was on the floor right when you walked in. Okay, but that's fine. But the door, was the door slightly ajar? It was like we didn't unlocked. Get any... Okay. It was unlocked and there was piles and just everything was askew. But it wasn't that much stuff. It wasn't just the blood TV on the... was on it... the floor. But it wasn't you walked in and the walls are sprayed with blood. No. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? No, it's but not... it looked like a crime scene or a tornado went through it. Again, why wouldn't you keep going to see if your daughter was in that house? So you're blaming the mother. I'm not. But what you would not. I think you would. No, I am a smart Dateline watcher. I would be like that pool man. Who was like, I'm not going in the pool to try to save her. I am stepping away. There could some be someone here with a weapon. What good am I going to do if I'm dead? I'm calling the police. That's all I can do. I'm going to perform CPR and save somebody. That's not me. I don't think you would. I think you'd pick up the phone and keep walking in. I think I'd be scared. I think you'd be calling and poopless. walking. I think you'd be scared poopless, but you'd, your adrenaline would kick in if you thought there was danger. And I would go, else. but what am I going to do? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've ne- I have almost never seen someone not step outside. That is very true. I've never seen a mother step outside. I Neither have I. I've never seen that before. I would like an explanation as to why she ran back outside because I liked her. I, did not, I was not angry with her, but I want to know why. What did you see that was so that you had to leave? Instead of making sure that your daughter, who was eight months pregnant, had not fallen or something had happened to her. Well, once she was told to go back in, she did go back in and she heard the water running and she went into the bedroom. So, level. Now, I'm questioning why. Because there must have been a reason that you ran back outside and it wasn't your daughter's purse tipped over on the floor and her starlight mints on the all over the ground. It was the TV! That's how you would know something was wrong in my apartment. But My I TV would, was it, off. Unplugged. If your TV was on the floor, it would make me move in faster, is what I'm trying to say. Right. If your TV was on the floor, I would But you are no, I would probably stop and listen. And maybe the mom is is a is a, Hufflepuff? a Ravenclaw. No, I almost said Hufflepuff, and then I remembered that Hufflepuffs had the second highest numbers in the battle at Hogwarts after yeah, Gryffindors. They were brave. They were so brave. I would say you that she maybe she's Are you a Ravenclaw? No, I'm usually, yeah, I'm probably a Ravenclaw. I'd like, I, I'm usually a Hufflepuff, but I would prefer to be a Ravenclaw. You're usually a Hufflepuff? In every quiz I've taken, yes. What? How did you not know that? It's embarrassing. I feel like I blocked it out. I'm remembering slightly that you told me. What did you think me. I would be? What do you think I would think you would be? 
the I Gryffindor. Don't... Oh, no, I'm so not brave. Your dog is named Gryffindor. Yeah. I assumed that you would be Gryffindor. That's aspirational for him because I wanted him to be brave. And I wanted him to be braver than I am because I am not brave. That's why I'm not a Gryffindor. This conversation has taken a a sad turn. And I really hope that nothing happens to us at CrimeCon in a a scenario wherein you have to be brave. I just hope, I guess, I just hope we're not attacked. That's That's a hot take there, Katie. I hope, like Michelle, it's better for me to be in a a no relationship than a bad relationship. (laughs) Really? That's so interesting. You're such a fascinating person that you have those oh. beliefs. Um, yeah, I hope we're not attacked as well. But All right, press on. For many reasons. Okay. Um, brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. That Starbucks. finance company. Oh, oh Starbucks because yeah. Michelle? Yeah. Well, yes, but we're not talking about that episode. We're talking about the second I know. episode. I know. Sorry. That finance company where everyone was just, like, humping and passing around STDs. And the Cross Creek apartment building, where there were potentially Multiple two murders. And, uh, yeah, robberies. and they kept showing the name. They kept showing, uh, the, like, now leasing. the whole setup. We yeah. now have an apartment available. Oh, sorry, too soon. Too soon. Um, Fashion Police, the backwards cap. I've never seen one yeah. on Dateline before. I hope I never see one again. Again, I'm sorry that your like sister died. But you are sitting down with magical unicorn Queen Andrea. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know about your feelings towards Andrea. Okay, speaking of Andrea, she did something I've never seen before. She doubled up on a top. She wore the same top. She wore the same top that we had seen in another recent episode. Which one? The pink one with the little pearls that are all gathered together at the neckline. You're sure that was the same one I'm and not 1, a different shade of pink? I'm 1,000% positive. You're sure it's not a different shade of pink? Even if it is, it's the it, it's a very unique top with yeah, pearls that gather at the top. That's She did double up on a necklace that was two different colors. I will say that. You are right. One time she had a very unique necklace in two different colors in the same episode. That's why I think this might be a different, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll look at my notes. Okay. See, where else did I say pearl top? Do we have any alternative theories? I have a fashion police. Oh, go. Um, I could not figure out why the reporter, Jamie, at the bar, she kept moving her head and I kept seeing this little thing and I couldn't figure out. She had earrings down to her collarbone. That's someone on Twitter did say they were not happy. They were with this it. long. Yes. And it, so her hair about. is shoulder length, and then the earrings were a little bit longer than her hair. It was an it was interesting. I hmm. don't normally see that. In interesting in a negative way. Interesting in a distracting way. I'm not hmm. going to say negative. It's her choice to to wear danglies, but it was it was quite a bit for me. Okay. Um. Someone alternative theories. Someone on Twitter, Nachi Poo had a interesting one that I didn't think of, and I don't know why I didn't think of it. Are we sure? Because you're not a Ravenclaw. (laughs) When I'm tired, I am a Hufflepuff. When I am on this podcast, I am a Slytherin. Yes, you are. This podcast brings out the absolute worst in me. Okay, so Nachi Poo says, 
Are we sure one of Norman's girlfriends didn't do it? No, we're not sure. Isn't that a great theory? That's a great theory. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. He has 15 to 20 girls he's sleeping with, including one who he has a child with. Doesn't he doesn't. Okay, he has five to seven girls he's sleeping with, including one that he has a child with who's getting support, child support from him. Probably doesn't want him to have to give child support to another lady. Any one of those girls could have been crazy. I mean, they're sleeping with Norman. They're crazy. Not bad a theory, right? It's a really good theory. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Nachipu, good Good job. job. We didn't think of it. We didn't think of it. We should have. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. And do you have any better titles? Yep. Just a couple. Are they good? Not for you, they're not. Oh, God. For me, they're excellent. Are yours good? Do you have good ones this time? I'll go first. I felt like mine were pretty good. Okay, then let me go. It's totally fine. I have weird ones. Okay. None of none of which you're going to like. I said instead of, so it's deadly circumstances, right? Yeah. So I said, what about under Norman circumstances? <laughs> instead of under normal yeah, circumstances? Yeah, you know, no. No, I <laughs> definitely got it. Okay. Um, baby daddy being a baddie. Don't know. Just let me have it. It's fine. I just, just because it rhymes doesn't make it it's clever. Good. Yeah, but I kept thinking it the whole time. So I just finally wrote it down. Okay. Um, then I had a well-hung jury. What? Ah, I just watched that episode of The Office when Packer comes back with his car yeah, and his and, license and they plate go, says, well hung. Well hung. And, and then says, Ryan goes, you a big fan of William Hung? And he goes, Yikes. who the hell is that? Why does everyone keep asking me that? Right. So that's why I just had to do well hung jury because okay. it was funny. Also, do you remember uh, um, Judge Reinhold's show on Arrested Development yes, and yes. William Hung? It was the yes. William Hung jury. <laughs> the William Hung jury. That also made me think of that. Yeah. With Judge Reinhold. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. What is it? It's um something something with Judge Reinhold. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Okay. <laughs> okay. My last one. This union let Norman tear asunder. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I could I'll accept that. That's better than the others. <sighs> Notice I'm still not laughing, but I, I I'm nodding and I'm saying Okay. Because Norman works as a pun for normal and no man. Mm-hmm. So I I, I did this without looking up and I wanted to cheat. Right. And do like quotes with no man, blah, blah, blah in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. So these are the two that I came up with. They're not perfectly fitting, but. Right. I tried. All right. Sorry. I'm right. ready for, I'm ready for good ones. I hope you make, make me laugh. Let's okay. Well, we just clearly have different tastes when it comes to this. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Because um, I like funny. Oh. Snap. Crackle pop. <laughs> See, you just ruined You just, like, <laughs> so painful. Um, okay, ready? What? Norman the whore man. Okay. That's good. Is it? Yeah, it makes sense. It's on par with baby daddy is a baddie. No, it's not. Okay. Norman's Clovises. Okay. Because he named all those keys. That's true. That would have been brilliant if she'd said that. Clovis. <laughs> what did he refer to your lady parts Clovis. as? Clovis. Okay. And then my last one, I only had three, is mm-hmm. uh, Knoxville is Thoughtsville. 
thought smell. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's good. Yeah. You did well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I didn't play Twitter, but I, and I don't know if anyone else did. Did anyone play, play? Twitter or play bingo? Sorry. Binger. Bing. Binger. Binger? Oh. Binger is really not a good thing. Binger uh, sounds bad. Sounds like fingering in the finger lakes. It sounds like I went on a binger. Oh. Uh, so Jackson K. Ville won bingo like three weeks ago and I never congratulated her. And then also popcorn and vodka won bingo and i also never congratulated congratulations to both of you these are belated congratulations to you guys should we go to twitter yes i didn't i didn't look up the one that dateline asked that really drove me crazy which was would you act differently if you knew your calls were being recorded oh come on yes obviously well actually i feel like the fbi is always listening to my calls and i act the same so maybe i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't say anything murderous but it's for a project. <laughs> it's for a school project. For, for school, school essay. Um, <laughs> Kara Fisher. Just an idea. Boy Norman meets girl Michelle and the world's most diabolical rom-com begins. Do you think Michelle would fall prey to Norman's charms? She doesn't have a strong personality. There <laughs> you go. Bingo. Binger. <laughs> All it would take is he would treat her to a Starbucks and she would be like, this is my new husband. He's my Prince Charming. We're gonna Maybe live he in a would capsule. actually buy her more than that. Maybe he'd buy her a cake pop <gasps> and a pound cake. And well, a finish Spetta wrap. I would get both. Finish, I said finish Spetta wrap. You said finish, finish Spetta wrap is what you said. Wow. You have to go to bed. I know. Finish up Twitter. I actually have one from Instagram. Lynn oh. Cummings said, "Okay, this most of these are about Michelle, by the way, because there was way funnier about Michelle. Uh, I think the update will be that this is the face because I put on her crying face. And yeah. I said, we get to see this girl again. Um, oh, boy. I think that the update will be that this is the face she made when she walked into her apartment, which is an exact replica of Rapunzel's tower. Because what else are you going to do with the wrongful imprisonment proceeds? Especially an 88-day wrongful imprisonment. 88 whole days, you guys. Only to find out that her vinyl words on walls quotes have begun to peel away from her high-gloss, baby-pink-painted living room wall. Just a thought. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag live, laugh, love. Or her Jetta wouldn't crank in the Starbucks parking lot and her pumpkin spice latte got cold whilst waiting for AAA. Wow. That is geniusly specific. And Live, Laugh, Love was like, yep. yeah, it says Live, Laugh, Love. Live, Wait. Laugh, Love. Or Dance Like Nobody's Watching. And she's a pumpkin spice latte girl, for sure. Yeah, probably. Or creme brulee latte, whatever. She switches it up sometimes when the new ones come. Because she's so random. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, someone else <laughs> said, B Mac. M P L S says babes with coffee with an X. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Isn't yes, it is. <laughs> so good. It made me really happy too. Um, okay, this is about Norman. Lazy mob mood said this mofo is guilty AF. So that was one consensus. Then there hmm. was a bunch of other people. 
David K says, I don't think Norman did it at all. Want to know why? He comes across as someone that would leave something behind. DNA, make a stupid mistake, cave in, etc. Just from watching one hour of this guy, if he did it, there would have been evidence. I love when the whole defense is that he's too stupid to have done it. Yeah. But truly, yeah. Uh, but Har- I would like to know who thought he was guilty. Why did they think he was guilty? Maybe because he's black. Maybe he was right. But I mean, baby daddy, that's that's all you need. Eight and a half months pregnant and it's a pregnant woman. It's 99% the father of the baby True. when it's a pregnant woman. I, I, it just, yeah. Uh, Harley B11, major side eye to people who say they can't prove I'm guilty. And then wait, whoop, there it is. Did you kill Brittany? No, I did not. Versus, no, I didn't. When the subject doesn't use contractions, aren't they usually guilty? Or is it the other way around? So I thought that was an interesting take. Do you think it's contractions means you think when the suspect doesn't use contractions, they sound guilty? Well, I think you just say no. I don't even think you'd say I didn't or did not. Right. I think you just say no. Well, I do know when someone says, see, I just said, well, I do know what. When someone says things like, I would never do something like that, or why would I do something like that, instead of just saying no, that that usually means they're guilty. Yeah, because they're not saying no. Right. Why would I do something like that? That's a question. But if you just said, ask me if I killed somebody. Just ask me if I killed somebody. Did you kill Oliver? No, I did not. Okay, now ask me again. Did you kill Oliver? No, I didn't. Which Mm. one did I sound more innocent? Neither. Just say no. Just say no. No. Right. There we go. But they've been asked a million times, so then they just go, no. No, I did not. No contraction there. Exactly. But he didn't say it like that. He goes, no, I did not. He (laughs) said it like he was was in court. The court of Andrea. (laughs) It was more of a tone situation and not the contractions. Correct. Okay. Um, Robbie Paula says, if nothing else comes out of the state line, I hope a grassroots do not sleep with Norman Clark movement starts. Hashtag it starts with us. Why <laughs> uh, L- Latan 06. I'm the worst at reading these. Hide your yeah, mamas, you sisters, aunts, and grandmas. Norman is coming for all of us. Yeah, seriously. Kaisler Soze. This is about Michelle. Something tells me stubbing her toe would be a struggle for Michelle. <laughs> I didn't like Michelle. Um, just Media Works. I don't know. I'm trying to feel bad for Michelle, but when she says stuff, it's almost impossible. Whoa. Yep. Uh, Dateline producer said Michelle wore the ankle bracelet for 30 days following her release from jail. It left scars on her leg. Yeah, I remember that from last time. Do we care? No. No. And it didn't. No. And you know why it left scars? Because she was strapping it down with an ace bandage. And so she was squeezing it against her leg. And still jogging every day. Blatty blah blah one. She whitened the top teeth but not the bottom ones. I know I'm petty. She irritates me. Oh my God. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Also guilty. Guilty of that. Yes. Me too. Me too. I did get quest. Quest. Ah, damn it. Crest. White strips? Is that what you're trying to say? I yeah, got them. Yeah. Uh, middle is Martha. Okay, Michelle, it's just local jail, not the pen. And then Lee Darling 11 said, in Orange County at that. Yeah, seriously, Newport <laughs> Beach. Yeah, and it's 
Oh, man. It's lush there. But uh, honestly, the sink was attached to the toilet. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I don't know. In some tiny houses, they put the sink right on top of the toilet so the water is the same. When I was in Amsterdam, the toilet was in the shower. Really? It was in the middle of oh, the like freaking wet- room. Oh, like a wet room. It, no, it was in the middle of the hotel room. So the bed's what? over here, and the shower was in the middle, and it was a circle curtain that you just <gasps> drew around it to pee in the middle of the room or shower with oh. a drain in the middle of the floor. Oh, dear. Awkward. I don't like that. Uh, Dateline producer Michelle majored in medieval and early modern studies at Dickinson College. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Hence Maybe. Lilith. Yeah. Lilith, yeah. Uh huh. Here's another wowsy, mo- wow, wowser moment. Michelle from Dateline producer Michelle interviewed for the CIA and got an offer, but passed Whoa. over the life of a spy for the field of marketing. She got an offer. Yeah, she got an offer. That's really hard. I'm worried about our country. I am. I know. And then my last one, Natalie Bannon. Michelle seems like the type of girl who would write an article about how absolutely difficult it is to live life as a pretty woman. Oh, yeah, she might. Guess she would. You know she would. The struggle is real, Kimberly. <laughs> Don't. Actually, someone did write that article recently, like how difficult it is to be beautiful. She was kind of bashed for it. Yes, I remember. Do you remember that? I saw about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. Don't just don't write it. Yeah. Just don't write just that don't article. Write like, yeah. just nobody cares. Go back in your pretty hole and, yeah. Yeah. So, a few things in the news. Uh, a lot of people are trying to get any of the hosts to come on our show because Keith and Josh went on Heather, Mc- what's her name? Heather McDonald's podcast. Really? Yes. And Popcorn and Vodka said, but if Kimberly's voice goes up 20 octaves when trying to interview Josh Mankiewicz, I'm not sure I could listen. I said that could happen because, you know, I go high. You do. You go uh, high. She said the odds are 50-50, super high octave or just plain speechless. And then Sean G said, damn you, Popcorn and Vodka, don't ruin this for me. And then um, he said Katie and Kimberly are amazing and they could do anything, even though their lives are subsumed with fast food waste and teeth problems. They would be either charming. They would be just as charming interviewing or actually said either of these saucy quinquagenarians. I think he's saying they're really old. It's not nice. And then Cindy Boxer said, I feel like this thread might make the podcast. Sean G said... (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what exactly you did. Exactly what I did. Um, and then I wanted to say that this girl named Laura got some more chickens, and she felt like she couldn't name them Katie and Kimberly for obvious reasons. I said, what is the obvious reason? And she said, well, you already have chickens named after you. What did she name them instead? Well, she suggested Keith and Mankey, Dennis and Andrea, but her family said no. So they went for Ethel, Mabel, Ruby, and Mary Jane. Mm. I think those are good. Those are good, solid Americana names. But Cindy is almost starting a trend of people naming their chickens after us. I like that. You don't eat chickens. Cindy's a vegetarian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, the podcast uh, people are weird. Remember, she made that bingo sheet, and she's an ER nurse. So yes. there's a new one, and it killed me. Patient poops in trash can. Patient oh flirting with staff. <gasps> Patient tries to take supplies from room. No. Yes. But naked patient makes a run for it. There we go. Patient has talons for toenails. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> Patient elopes and PD is called. Patient elopes. Snapchats, uh, a positive STD test. Oh, my God. Patient rips out IV on purpose. Oh, my God. Family member won't stay in patient's room. They're just, like, wandering. Patient pees themselves. Dis- <laughs> this made me so happy. Disgruntled wheelchair patient. There we go. <laughs> what patient posts on Facebook about their care. Always. Are people just saying the staff here sucks? The food is oh. terrible. Like, while they're there. And then they can see it. Idiots. Um, and then my favorite was old security guard falls asleep. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, my God. Old Hank. Yeah, he's asleep again. And now Night-night. we have a disgruntled wheelchair patient coming down. Hank's asleep. Come on. Oh, that's good. Trying to yeah. steal supplies while they're wheeling away. I know. I want to say hi to Melissa Collingwood's mom, who's never listened to a podcast before, but now listens to our show as she goes to sleep every night, and she loves us and wants a Dennis is Enough t-shirt. Hi, Barbara. Yes. We love you. Hi, Barbara. And we are getting t-shirts soon. And we then are. the big news of the week is that Katie the chicken, she's gone broody, which I guess means she's trying to lay non-existent eggs oh so she's a weirdo this is what it happens i think a lot but she's trying to sit on non-existent eggs trying to hatch non-existent chicks what they have to do is they isolate her and she can't go into a nest where she can like nest because there's no eggs so she has to stand on this pallet so air can flow under her and cool her breast down this is such a metaphor for my life, for the actual Katie's life. Oh, so she's Lord. so she's basically Cindy had to put her in this like jail enclosure. So she said Katie is in jail. Hopefully it will be less than eighty eight days. Hashtag diabolical. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So I made the stupidest Katie joke ever, and I said, "Did she, so she's gone El Pollo Loco." Oh. So sorry. My but remember Kimberly was a horrible chicken too. She said Kimberly would not shut up and wouldn't lay an egg. So I was no s- great spring chicken either. So, so we can't one flew over the cuckoo's nest. There you cuckoo's go. nest. That could, something I could try it. I'm trying yeah, something with clucking. Yeah. So oh. basically, both of our chickens are nightmares for poor Cindy Boxer. Sorry, Cindy. I'm sorry. We're not, yeah. Don't name things after us, I guess, because we're bad at it. I'm embarrassed. I'm I'm so sorry your chicken is having so much difficulty. I'm Uh, I'm fine with it. I feel bad for Cindy. I don't live with the chicken. I only live with a thousand cats. (laughs) I've got it easy. And so very lastly, we have to thank some wonderful people who made donations. We got some a yes. lot of – we haven't been on the air. We don't normally get this many donations in a week. Please don't think that we get this many donations in a week. We haven't been on the air in like three weeks. So we two weeks. T- two weeks. A week. No, one week. We missed one week due to emergency. Okay. We need to thank Abigail. Thank you so much. We're the reason she joined Twitter. So she gets to hear fun conversations about Aww. Katie's chickens. Needing oh, her breasts cooled down. So thank you, Abigail, so much for your donation. Katie H. said, don't credit my husband for giving you anything. It's all me. 
So thank you, Katie H. Edward, thank you, a male thank listener. You, oh my God. Thank That's you. Exciting. We love you, Edward. Mary, thank you thank so, you, Mary. so much. Thank you. Sarah, so freaking thank generous. You, Sarah. Amazing. Yeah. Jennifer, Char- who is at charlie.happydog on Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And then my friend Jill gave us $5 because I re- have not had time to meet her for coffee. So she decides to just give me coffee money. And oh my gosh. I think she said you get half of it. She's just mad that I don't have time to have coffee with her right now. So she gave is us this money. Is my nemesis? No, it's not. It's another Jill. Okay. It's Jill B. Oh, I like Jill B. Everyone likes Jill B. Uh, so thank you, Jill B, for the five bucks. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Next time, also, coffee's on hi- me. And also, sorry, hi to my nemesis. Yeah, Jill P. Other Jill. Yeah, there's so many. I have four Jills. Yeah, that's it's too much. I know. I like I can't a Jill. Keep up. Um, so that's all, everyone. We love you. Sorry, this is such a crazy episode, and that we've. Been it's gonna be. Of... It's gonna be great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for hanging in there with us. And Look out for Patreon. Our Patreon is going to be up, and don't feel bad if we haven't, if I haven't been responding to anything on Twitter or Facebook. It is due to unforeseen circumstances. Yes. Um, and a family media. emergency. So sorry. Yes, and social media has not been on my my radar as much. So apologies for that. We will be getting back on track very shortly. But I appreciate your patience. Thank you. And uh, don't watch alone. Watch with. Watch with apps and apps. <laughs> Watch with Michelle and Babes with Coffee. Watch with freaking Norman because he's out. Just don't be friends with benefits with him because he doesn't use condoms. Are we slightly nervous that we did this episode and he is out in the wild? He's in Tennessee and I don't think he can afford to get to California. We will be in Tennessee. Oh my God, you're right. Oh God. Norman, you're super hot. I like your (laughs) three-piece suit. I'm sure you don't have a lot of STDs. And I'm, I'm sure sorry you have I a, called you a man whore. I'm sure you have a perfectly normal amount of STDs, Norman. We're, we look forward to I love guys that live you. in their parents' basements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. And play also video that, games with goldfish crackers, even though they're in their 30s. She's a Hufflepuff. That's what they like. Bye, bye Norman. Love you. Thanks for Can't listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye, buddy.